The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome again to Grace in Focus, this broadcast podcast that comes your way each weekday. Today we're thinking about the millennial kingdom and marriage and children and sheep and goats, and I think you'll find it all interesting. We will get to all of that after I invite you to join us on our website. That's faithalone.org, faithalone.org a place where you will find many resources available to you, resources that support the free grace position that we hold. Also, we want to invite you to our national conference. We have this every year. This year, 2023, the dates are May the 22nd through the 25th. And it's time now to start planning. If you want to be with us, we hope you will be with us this May 22nd through the 25th. It will be a great time. It is a lot of fun. There are a lot of opportunities to learn more about the Free Grace position. Great times of food and fellowship and recreation are awaiting all who attend. Once again, find out more about it and you can register at faithalone.org. Now, here is our discussion for today. Welcome back to Grace and Focus. And we have a question from Steve. I think this is a great question. We've said on several shows, and we've also written, that we believe that during the millennium, the glorified believers, the saints, believers from the church age or from the time of any of the various dispensations in the Old Testament, they will be glorified and they won't be married and they won't be having children. But there will be people having children, right, during the millennium? Yeah, for example, Isaiah 6520 says, and is talking about the kingdom of God. Right. It says, no more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die 100 years old. And so we, we see that at least the millennial kingdom. Doesn't is, it go on to talk about trees too? It says they will have lifespans like the age of the trees. Yeah, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And lots of trees live thousands of years. Right. And so what we see here is that Isaiah is describing the kingdom where if you only live to be 100. That's considered a baby dying or a child dying. We're going to go back to the ages before the flood. People will be living like, for example, Adam was 930 when he died, or Methuselah, 969. Exactly. People will be living probably the whole thousand years. And where do these people in natural bodies come? There's two theories. Theory number one is that believers who survive the tribulation go into the millennium in natural bodies, and they have children, and their children have children. And of course, you'd also have to say that all of the children coming out of the tribulation, whether they're believers or unbelievers, would go in as well, right? Right. But the other theory, which was the theory of Zane Hodges, is because in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And we know in the uh, judgment of the sheep and the goats that all the sheep are told to inherit the kingdom. Therefore, Zane says they must be glorified before they inherit the kingdom. So these would be believing Gentiles. The sheep would be believing Gentiles. Right. And they're going to be glorified. Right. And Hodges says the same thing will be true for believing Jews. They're going to be glorified. And so Hodges' argument is the people who are going to populate the millennium are the children. Everyone under the age of accountability. So whatever child is alive at the end of the tribulation period. Right. And Hodges held the view 
that age of accountability was 20 in light of Kadesh Barnea and all those over 20 died in the wilderness, all those under 20 got to go into the promised land. And so in Hodges' view, at let's say at the time of Armageddon, let's say there are a couple of billion children or a billion children under the age of 20. They're all going in in natural bodies, and they're going to have children. And those children that are born are probably going to live the whole thousand years. Death is probably going to be rare. Yes. Exceedingly rare. Basically, Steve's question is about Matthew 22. Is it verse 30? And it's also found in Mark, what is it? 12 12 and Luke chapter 20. In the Matthew passage, it says, For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels of God in heaven. Well, the normal understanding of this is the words in the resurrection refer to resurrected people. So if we're from this age, we're going to be glorified. We will not be married. We will not be having children. But that doesn't mean there won't be non-glorified people there. The traditional dispensational view has always been that there will be people in natural bodies in the millennium. Right. And it's clear there will be. Right. Plus, we also know in Revelation that at the end of the millennial kingdom, there's going to be a rebellion. Right. And so there has to be people who are able to sin. There has to be people in the millennial kingdom in physical bodies. That's crystal clear in the scriptures. Right. And the only real question, and this Steve went on to ask about this, is what about when the kingdom moves from the millennial earth to the new earth? Because, you know, Revelation 21, 1, I saw a new heaven and new earth for the first heaven. Right. And the first earth had been done away. The millennial earth is going to be destroyed. The sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the asteroids, the comets, all that's going to be destroyed. And we're going to get new planets, a new earth, a new moon, and we're going to get a new solar system, a new galaxy, a new universe. It's all going to be new. And in that new situation... The question is, will there be marriage and will there be children? Well, the only way that could occur is if somehow people went from the millennial kingdom into the new earth in natural bodies. And if so, they would have to be people who were incapable of passing on a sin nature to their offspring. Because right. there won't be any death. There won't we be know, any death we and know no that, sin. No, that's right. Death and Hades are cast in the lake of fire. There is no more. And so is it possible that at the end of the millennium, God will take, let's say, all of the children and he will seal them in a state of innocence? Or maybe at the moment of conception, they're not conceived with the sin nature or something so that when they're born, they can go into the new earth in a natural body. We don't know. But one of Steve's questions is, when you look at Genesis 1 through 3, marriage seemed to be an important factor. He says, in the millennial kingdom or the eternal kingdom, is it a return to the pre-fall Edenic garden? And if so, why do you think that something as fundamental to the Genesis story as marriage is absent? I think Steve makes a good point. That's a great question. You can word it like this. God's initial plan was that men and women would have children and fill his creation. Right. Be fruitful, uh, multiply, fill the earth. Is God going to allow Satan's rebellion and man's sin to thwart his original plan? And it seems not. And of course, in Isaiah 9, it says, As to the increase of his government, there shall be no end. 
That suggests that the people he rules over will be ever-expanding, so the kingdom would become more and more and more complex. And it's also, like, for example, someone in the church who is rewarded with 10 cities to reign over. Right. That city is going to be constantly growing. Right. It's going to grow out through all eternity. And one of the questions I like to think of is this way, Ken. Do you like children? Sure. You like being around babies? Sure. And you have grandkids, right? Right. Eventually, you may live long enough to see great-grandkids, right? Right. And would you love to see that? Oh, yeah. Ideally... You would love to see small puppies and kittens and all kinds of things, right? That brings joy to us to see new life coming around, right? Right. Does God love babies? Does God love puppies and kittens? I'd say yes. Remember Jesus says, permit the little children to come to me for such is the kingdom of heaven. It seems to me that could mean that there's always going to be children in his kingdom. And also in Revelation, it talks about the tree of life whose leaves are for the healing of the nations. Yeah, and that part only makes sense from my perspective if there are people in natural bodies. Right. Because why would people in glorified bodies need healing for their bodies? And many have pointed out that the nations usually refer, in the scriptures, does not refer to people in glorified bodies, but the nations of the earth, you know, people on earth. So could this be referring to what we're talking about here, that in the eternal state, there's going to be people like that? It seems to me there will be. Now, we acknowledge this is speculation. Sure. Is it possible that there won't be any more human babies, but there will be puppies and there will be kittens. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe there's going to be uh, small animals for every species except for Homo sapiens, and humans aren't going to have any more children. That's going to be over. Well, maybe, and if so, we'll be delighted with that state of affairs. But right? it's important on this question here. People go to these passages in Matthew 22, Mark 12, and Luke 20 and say, we know for sure there aren't going to be babies. And no, that's that's going too far. Particularly, we know that's not true for the millennial kingdom. The ice is very thin when you make that statement. Right. You don't have anything. You got one basic verse under you because those are three times when the Lord was saying the same thing. So these are three reports of the same incident. And we don't have any other scripture that comes to bear on that. And I think part of the reason that people take this view, too, is to a certain degree is a lot of believers don't believe in a millennial kingdom. They see heaven as a spiritual place. And so the concept of birth, well, no, that can't be, you know, but we got to remember that, no, there's going to be a thousand year reign of Christ upon this earth. And then there's going to be a new earth. When we look at it that way, it opens up these other possibilities. Yeah, Um, I like Steve's question. And I just want to say, Steve, I do think Genesis 1 and 2 is a good predictor of what Revelation 21 and 22 will be like. Yeah. We don't have a lot of details in Revelation 21 and 22. We know about the streets of gold and the buildings of gold, and we got certain verses that give us some clues. But the truth is we don't have a lot of information, and I think it's reasonable to infer that much of what we see in Genesis 1 and 2 will be repeated on the new earth with the exception of clothes. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, Steve, for your good That's question. That's a great question. It yeah. really is. Keep, Keep grace in focus. In focus.
Thank you both for that informative discussion. Ken Yates' brand new book about his daughter, entitled Elizabeth, featured here earlier this month, is available now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through January 31st, 2023, when you use the code word podcast. That's faithalone.org. Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our site, we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture. Please come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. You'll be glad you did. God loves a cheerful giver, and that's why we think our financial partners are some of the happiest people in the world. If you would like to learn how to become a financial partner with Grace and Focus, we would very much appreciate it. Learn more at faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Next time on Grace and Focus, we continue our question and answer format with a question from James 2.23 and a couple of other questions. I hope you'll join us. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.